0: Show. man I, that's real
1: yeah man it's it's hard it's hard to you have to appreciate the now while doing your homework because like I said like you're never going to get a Bernie Mac again because those times are over like as a matter of fact if you had Bernie now he would probably get cancelled but like you're never going to get another Illmatic because like, no, why? those I times feel- are over
0: yeah I'm like yo I already saw Chris Tucker that's why I don't find Kevin Hart funny. <laughs> because Kevin Hart is basically a short, refined, um, more, more exploited by Hollywood versus Chris, Chris, Chris,
1: Chris Tucker, more or less, for me, so. Uh, well, that's my man's, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not mad, I've never heard that comparison before, and I'm not mad at the refined version. I wouldn't say Hollywood exploited, because Kevin's goal was always to be this big. And even bigger than he is now. And he's successfully done that. And and you know, it's kind of like to play the game to reach that certain height, you gotta you gotta play the game. You know what I mean? He's still hysterical to me. Like I, I watch all his specials. I watched him before he went to specials. Like I, I used to um when I first started rapping um like before I, like right around the, right before i started doing competitions i used to go to the laugh house in philly with my man big j who i went to high school with big j okerson
0: right.
1: comedian as well and like i used to chill with him michael blackston kevin hart would come through there like it's a legendary spot which is ironically right around the corner from this club fluid that i had a residency at for drummer bass um i actually went there because i left the laugh house and saw somebody I saw down the shore. It's a, it's actually a, a what a tangled web we weave type thing. Like, um, it's like, how do I, how do I start? Anyway, the point is, is like, I watched them cats on the come up and the grind and, and they're like true, true proper comedians and to transcend to commercial success is, is difficult, especially in a comedy game. That's why I love Dave Chappelle because he actually ties comedy and hip hop together as an art form as a craft they were very very similar and and like even freestyle ability and things like that. Like you can't say the same joke twice. Just like you can't say the same rhyme twice once it's out there. Like all these things, people, like you go to a comedy show, they expect you to fail. You know what I mean? It's almost like hearing that new rapper, like anytime somebody comes up on a live, like I'm nice. You like, you,
2: you mm. fucking better
1: be, are we gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or are we going to trash <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll you? It's it. the same thing with comedy, man. Like it's the same part of the brain. So it's 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 really interesting how those two things are tied together so i can't i i love kevin i know he gets a lot of slack because he's like super hollywood now but it's and like what time? what are you trying you know in your craft what are you trying to achieve like how do i put it when i spoke to big j after many years he was like yo i saw kevin i'm like yeah and he was like his room was crazy and this and that and i'm like yeah he was like did he change and he's like how can you not you know what I mean? Like, when you reach yeah. that level and you're making, like, how can you not change? Like, it's almost impossible to be the same person from the streets of, of, of Philly. Like, it's just, you know, when that tax bracket switch, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you just breathing a different energy and he's working hard, bro. Like, he don't, that man don't sleep. He's got 7,000 different endeavors on top of the comedy thing. So, yeah, and,
0: yeah,
1: know, Now, now.
0: I wasn't saying what I was, I mean, like, mind you, that, that's just my personal, like, as far as his stand-up, I don't really find it Yeah, for funny. sure. I, I do enjoy him in movies. I, I Like, I ever? enjoy him as an actor, yeah. I, I'd rather enjoy him as an actor, but, um, I guess it's just the the type of comedy that I like, because there's a, a lot of other people that people find funny that I'm kind of like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, it's, it's, it's an uh, objective. I love Dave Chappelle, though. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's definitely, like, I'm, I oh, guess I couple. like, I like brainiac comedy. You know what I'm saying? So, I, sure. I guess that's i fuck with Dave, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, Dave's Dave's the goat. So I mean, it's kind of unfair to anybody, really. But <laughs> um, I I I am too, man. Like I'm, I like the I like the silly stuff. Like I love Dion Cole. I think he's but, one yeah. of the greatest out there. But I I do like a good cerebral comedy. You know, I know it's not we not we didn't come here to talk about comedy, but like I said, they're I mean, tied together.
0: So it's whatever.
1: <laughs> if you if if you got a chance. Um, I just, the YouTube algorithm worked in my favor for once, and I stumbled across uh, Ali Sadiq, it's called The Domino Effect 2, and this episode's called Lost, it's an hour and a half, and man, that man is a masterful storyteller, and I, I would, I like comedy where, like, it's real you know what i'm saying no and like he talks about loss what caught my attention is that little 10 second clip of youtube when it plays and he was like yeah everybody always talks about the wins but nobody talks about the losses and i was like you got me hook line a sinker and shit you know what i'm saying like Already, let's, yeah. let's get to, yeah let's get to the gritty side of things and you, the fact that you can tell you could tell a story that's real and dark and not exactly a happy story, but make it funny, man, that's just, that's just true. Like I, I, I appreciate it. So I, I suggest people go watch that, man. Free plug for you, Ali Sadiq. Uh, okay. Go watch that. It's called the domino effect Two: loss Ali Sadiq, A L I S A Q Q, excuse me. S A D D I Q.
0: Mm, okay, And now uh, I hope you watch the pod, and I hope that we get a return plug. Thanks. Um. <laughs> so before we get in, before we get too far going in the conversation, this this is already lovely. And Mojo, I'm 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 almost positive that I'm having that you're having a slight audio issue every time you come in. I kind of hear you, but it's a little fuzzy. So I don't know if it's where you're at in the room or, or not. It may be a, a signal thing, but. Um, Yo, before we get too far going, yo, y'all already know what it is. It's Panther Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Seven the Panther, a.k.a. the Carolina Hurricane Ridiculous Slang, a.k.a. your baby mama's favorite rapper, a.k.a. a whole lot of other shit you should not call me to my face. And of course, we got my man Mojo Barnes representing Takeover Music Collective, my, one of my immaculate co-hosts in the building. He's trying to get his audio worked out right now, so he'll be right check, back. Check, check,
2: there check. There we go. There we go. Ah, Mojo, what's doing, good. bro? What's going on?
0: That's what's up. Good to hear. You. Glad that I can hear you now. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Shout out to Eder Mad Assassin, wherever he may be. Who knows? Y'all already know he's the wild card. He may pop in later. We never know. Um, <laughs> he's just kind of <laughs> now you see me, now you don't like some like some ghost face when, when Wu first came out. But of course, today we are very, very fortunate Seattle. to have it might one, of the most, uh, one of the most incredible word. Pl- I heard a lot of people play with words in my lifetime. This guy's absolutely amazing. Um I don't give out credit to MCs lightly. Everybody that knows me knows this. He's absolutely one of my favorites since the first time I heard him. I, I was like, this guy's incredible. Uh, he's a genre-bending individual because it ain't just beats and rhymes with him. It's a, it's a whole lot more to the story, but I'll let him tell you that. My man, Armani Rain, what's good, fam?
1: What's good, brothers? How are y'all doing today, man? Yo. I appreciate that little intro. Mm-hmm. I might just I might just sit in silence for a little bit and bask. In it. Just,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like nice, your, I your shit is, y'all. is it means legendary. It, yeah, no doubt.
1: Respect, man. It comes from that coming from MCs. I also respect means a lot to me. That means everything. To be perfectly honest with you, like I'm not really the days of trying to impress those who don't know we're over. So that's what's yes. been lovely about this this whole run the last year or so is like just getting back into hip-hop and 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 linking up with mcs again man like that old street corner cypher vibe man on the internet i love it so salute to y'all i see y'all putting at work uh i've run a podcast so i know 94 episodes is no small task so salute (laughs) and i I appreciate y'all inviting me here for the chat man
0: Oh man, yo, good to have you, bro. Now, now just so everybody know, um, I, a lot of people that I've had on the pod in the past have been people that I know from my my multiple year journey in hip hop. Um, and it's very it's very rare that I've had someone on that I that I that I've never met in real life that wasn't somebody that was fairly popular. Um, but Armani's different. I first heard on Monty Rain. Uh, now, those of y'all who are familiar, I know what I love him. About. So, Royce the Five Nine, I'm a huge fan of his. And by virtue of that, I found his brother Kid Vicious, and I really, I really fuck with him heavy. So, Vicious was doing lives, talking about you know letting, letting, letting niggas get their shit off, man. You know, you anytime you get a platform like that where you're allowed as an independent artist to you know to go to somebody who may have a greater visibility than your own and rap, you know, what I'm saying, and really let niggas hear you is something something lovely. So this guy comes up on the screen. You know, glasses. He's got the evil hat on, I think, that day. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's about to happen right here? And then he talked and he spoke. When he spoke, he had this, you know, his voice is very even, it's got that rasp. And I was like, but I mean, the voice is cool, but I mean, all right, now what then? And then he started speaking. And I, and when I tell you that the look that I had on my face, there's like probably six people that I've heard in my life that made me look like that the very first time I heard it. The jaw dropped yeah and two of those people are on this on this interview with me right now so um by the time he finished i was like i had already finished i had already followed him before he was halfway through the verse i already followed i was like oh fuck this guy's fucking incredible i I just gotta ask you because i know that you come from a different a, a different you know outline when i found that out it was crazy that really fucked my head up has rap always been in the game, in in the progress, in the, uh, in, in the game for you, or was that something that you kind of progressed to?
1: No, rap has always um, it's always been at the forefront of everything I do. Um, I've tried, I've tried to live, quote unquote, the normal life. I've I've had three jobs at one time trying to pay the rent. I tried to do all kinds of things dumb shit in the streets all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, any, the only thing that's ever brought me peace and solace is hip hop for sure. Since I was a young and since I learned how to rap, since I was mimicking. I'm old. That's where the raspy voice comes from. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh, you know, since the days of KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane and all that, it's just like I've been doing nothing but studying icons and, and crafting my own way. You know, so I'm a student of the game first. Um, so I just have literally gone through different eras. I've watched everything from the old school boom bap to the West coast era, to the, the crunk era, the hyphy era, all of that, man. I take pieces and like collecting infinity stones to, to mm. basically come up with where I am now. Fire! <laughs> I'm
2: not, I'm not gonna lie. Like as soon, as soon as, as soon as I heard him start talking, I got, this like starstruck feeling because (laughs) i had also saw armani rain on the live with kid vicious and i was thinking to myself you know this guy is really good and this is how i feel about seven as well i said this guy is really good i should probably practice a little bit more i should probably (laughs) go back and practice a little bit more so that way i can also get to this level this this Armani Reigns music is the kind of caliber that a lot of people, in my opinion, they should strive to be like, or you know, uh, succeed and surpass for the sake of, I don't know, the growing generations. But no, man. yeah, man, I really enjoy your music. I was really, I, I was really uh, pleasantly surprised. And yeah, man, I'm just I'm glad that you're on the pod.
1: Man, yes. let me and let me let me say like um, one. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Definitely. What's what's crazy about my journey up into this point is um, what I love about the Alien Gang in, in general, and and ending up in in and in that whole vicious and devious salute to them. This this world that they've this platform that they've given to us to express ourselves is like um, I've traveled through. I've done music for professionally really taking it seriously for 23 years now and i've done i've done a i had a hip-hop group called mental sharp with my my man sharpness we had a a jazz fusion band hip-hop fusion band called living sample i've done multiple genres and it's funny like all these MCs is you never know what the word success is. You don't, you try to quantify it and maybe compare it to other people. And I finally reached a point where like, I don't, I don't care about that anymore. Like it's really just about the craft and it's always been about the craft. And like, it's funny you say that because I met y'all through vicious as well. And what's really dope about that platform is we're all like, way more talented than the world perceives us to be like the actual first time um I heard seven spit was actually in a battle against each other but I had heard your name before that, you know what I'm saying so it was just like matter of fact when you popped up everyone was like, oh shit like you know what I'm saying and we had a we had a classic, you know what I'm saying like that was dope and I was like, Yo, this dude's fire. Like every I've heard Mojo spit, like he's fire. Like everybody that comes through Axel, the the Hendrixes, the the Nels, the Koofies who I had been following before that. Like, so Ooh. like for all of us, like I said, to to step back into this realm right now, is it's like I haven't felt that street corner cipher vibe in 20 years, bro. And like, so for us to all be back in that. With technology the way it is, is is truly a blessing, man. And like, like, yeah, it's we we can continue to talk about it, but the journey up to this point and getting back into hip hop to just like just get back to the bars is is, is some different things, man.
0: Absolutely. Now, I, now, Mojo did say something that I wanted to, that I wanted to touch on real quick because something else that I noticed is, um, especially on uh on on Alien Gang Lives, I'll be listening really intently to see who I really like. Some dudes have great intensity and it comes off great on the live but when you really dig into what they say they really didn't say anything. um mm. and and i'm the type of person that i'll fuck with you on that vibe that you on you know if i'm not in the mood for just being on some i need to dig in and hit some shit that's gonna move my brain but like if i'm just on some bob out shit yeah i'll listen to you but when i encounter some of the people's stuff that i think are really dope lyrically i go and listen to their music if they have music out and i don't really like the music i'm like ah. mm. You can rap really well but you just can't put a song together to save your life this is crazy so your your music is definitely a pleasant surprise because i was like man please don't let i was like yo i ain't gonna lie to you bro i was like please don't let his music be whack please don't let his music be whack. i was like please he raps way too dope for his music to be whack this is crazy and then i heard you and i was like nope he got the whole package so i, I i'm not I, I wasn't really keen on your your history as far as your musical journey. Um, I do know, you know, I know, I do know you from Philly. So like, take us for a walk through what the the evolution of Armani in hip hop was like.
1: Man, uh, raised in Chester, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Philly. um, Used to just freestyle on the corners, you know, whatever. Uh, Mom had to get us out of the city because life was kind of crazy at the time she she worked her tail off god bless her soul to get me out of that we moved to the to the to the burbs super burbs uh, on the trees in jersey south Jersey, and um same thing man just out there going through high school trying to get through high school and going to house parties freestyling over literally and what was cool what was strange at the time but but cool ended up being cool is when you come from Chester, which is basically like where Philly got its drugs from and moving to like the most burbious of burbs of South Jersey, it's a bit of a culture shock for, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as as demographic is concerned. And I started meeting different people, hanging out with different types of people who were listening to all types of different music. So while I would hang with some of the, the kids who was in my position and we was listening to hip hop and watching Menace of Society and acting crazy in the streets, then you go to these house parties, you know it was white kids listening to rock and roll or some house and no matter what happened if there was a beat on i would freestyle to it i didn't give a fuck what kind of music it was it was just like that was my love language it was like that was my connector to different types of people so even Mm -hmm. if i felt like i was in a room that i'm not usually in i could still spit you know what i'm saying so it was like i would just (laughs) freestyle to whatever and that was you know back in the day too it was just like the girls love that shit so you know what i'm saying it was just like like, let me just you know i mean let me step in this house party real quick grab my bacardi limone and then you know i mean do and do whatever but that became a, a thing and even towards the end of the uh towards the end of my tenure in Jersey, um, I had dropped out of high school. I was actually freestyle battling on the radio station quite a bit. Um, And that's when I battled people like the boy B, uh, who later turned out to be Cassidy. I battled fucking this dude named Chris Dutchess, like all these like super Philly legends that we used to battle on the radio on a regular basis. And then, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the heads back in the day, man. So. I was still in in Jersey at the time. The first time I actually went on, I got booed, like, terribly. Um, so, like, yeah, I didn't even get, like, through the whole rap, bro. I was, like, four bars in. And it, it was... That was, you know, <laughs> just just like comedy, you know, the comedians will tell you, like, comedy is different. Like, your friends will tell you you're funny, but when you step on that stage, <laughs> you're going to find out whether you're actually funny or not. Thanks. And that was kind of the thing. Like, I had been going through freestyles and doing all this. I was like, yeah, i hop on the radio, on battle, whoever. I didn't even get to, to the other person's verse. I got four bars in. I love telling this story because it's funny as shit now. But <laughs> uh, when you were trash, they they would cut you off. And they'd be like, boo. You'd hear like a coliseum of boos, like a recording. Like, boo, like Ooh. Gladiator style. like. And then they would play this Looney Tunes track, literally. And they'd be like. Like and it'd be like you can't rap, <laughs> you can't rap, you all, all whack and see. So don't you ever call here again? Like it was oh mad and ba- like, in like prime time Philly radio. <laughs> like, you know what cool. I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was it wasn't at the time, like I was devastated, <laughs> right? But it was kind of like, what are you gonna do about it? Like you gonna fold up or you gonna get better? So right. I moved down the shore that year to Wildwood, New Jersey. No money in my pocket, no nothing. I just said, I'm going to go down there. I don't even know what I was thinking, but I went and got a job on the boardwalk and um, was doing games. And then literally in my spare time, there were battles going on down there. And I would battle literally everyone in sight, I entered multiple competitions over the summer. If we were walking through the streets, because everybody from Philly would come down to the shore. So if you even like, there were ciphers all the time. So I would just step in the middle of that and hold my craft. And when that summer was over, I came back to Philly 103.9 and jumped on again. And they were like, oh yeah, we remember you. My name was Armani Capone at the time and they were like yeah we remember you like oh you came back and i won the battle and then i went on to win multiple battles and became cipher champ for 3 months straight oh. and then we had uh yeah, it was just like, I, in that moment, I was like, I'm never losing another battle again. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, you're not going to boo me on the air twice. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not going down like that. Um, <laughs> and that's when I battled, I battled the Bull B, I beat him, I beat Chris, I beat Dutch's all this, you know what I'm saying? I did a promo things. And that's when I started to be like, all right, like, what are we really, what are we really doing here? Like, I'm working three jobs. And then um, what happened was I met a bull, I have this dude named. Kid Digital at the time had a radio station at uh Camden County College, and he was like, "Yo, why don't you come on the radio station and battle some bull? I don't remember his name, um, and I was like, "Yeah, I, let's go." You know, I'm hungry. Let's do it. So I went up to the radio station, and he never showed up. Oh shit! So yeah, so it was just basically the Armani Freestyle Hour. <laughs> like, like I was like, "All right," so I'm gonna just. <laughs> Like, we just going wild out. They literally played nothing but instrumentals for about 45 minutes. And I'm just on there rapping to the kill time, whatever. And then right at the end, like, two or 15 minutes left, he's like, yo, I'm going to play something different. And I was like, all right, as long as it's not country, you know, do whatever. I don't care. Because, like I said, I've been house, breaks, whatever you thought. And he threw on drum and bass. And for those who don't know what drum and bass is, it's pretty much like the redheaded stepchild of EDM. Like, um, to, to give you a better explanation, um, it's, it comes from Jamaican sound culture and a lot of the UK sound that it was a derivative that extended from house to garage and then eventually became drum and bass. They, uh, a, a simple to, one of the most sampled drum patterns in the world music period uh, is called the Amon break, the Am- Amen break depending on who you ask, uh, which was um, drummed by a man named Mr. Coleman. Um, Mm -hmm. There's actually a documentary coming out about it. I did the trailer for, and it's just seven seconds. Um, It's been used in everything from NWA to Public Enemy to literally any song you can possibly think of. You could could pull it up. I want you guys to look it up. And anyway, they take that and they sped it up double time. And when I first heard drum and bass, it was like, coming from a kid who listened to nothing but bass music, even in hip hop, like master ace. And man, you know I'm saying I was rolling around with 15 a trunk, like all that stuff, like really excited me. And it was the first time I had heard rhythms like that. And bass lines synth synthesized bass lines in a way that just blew my mind. And I was like, this is crazy. I don't know what this is. Granted. Well, you might have heard it in simple movies like The Jungle Brothers. Jungle Brothers, do, 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 which is done, done by a man named Aphrodite. But I didn't know what that was. Even Ronnie Size, who's a co- complete cultural icon over there, uh, he, I saw him in Source Magazine. I still had no idea what that was. Um, but these kids started bringing him around. I was like, yo, man, like, why don't you just come around, come to these parties? And he handed me a, a, a red tape that said, DJ SS, Suppins Jungle, 1999, with MC Foxy and MC Skibbity, God rest rest his soul. And I was just like, all right. And he was like, I want you to study this tape. And I put that tape on and it completely changed my life. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I wanna do that. And if you listen to Foxy and Skibbity, who are beyond brothers to me at this point, um, Skibbity is, God rest his soul, was literally the largest pioneer star in the universe um foxy was very like god tone just like do you want a revolution bo you know what i mean like very like sound system energetic commanding militant style while wow, skibba uh to this day i call him the rock him of drum and bass because his voice was just another instrument and he he's the one who i heard do double time um better than anyone he's a descendant of stevie hyper d and he would just be like i'm gonna give it a who gonna give it a you know what i mean skip a d like you know it was just like this crazy patterns and then when you do that over drum and bass which is such a scientific mathematical drum pattern with grooves that come from reggae and and then you listen to more and you catch your, all these different cultures and they put that in the middle of the rave scene mm. i started following that and and really going to like underground parties warehouse parties um uh, where we literally like just hook up a generator and play into the feds came um wow it really changed changed my life man and then um ironically somebody that i used to freestyle with uh down in wildwood saw me come out of the laugh house one day and was like yo won't you come over here his name's James James Wacinian, or he introduced me to James Jacsinian who was a um uh, a staple in the Philadelphia drum scene And uh, I met him and we battled some random dudes over hip hop outside of a record store. And he was like, yo, why don't you come over to this Club Fluid, which is across the street. And uh, for those who've never been to Philly, Club Fluid was um, you know, like those cities, like places you never know if, unless you know somebody there. You walk past this place a million times, you never know. Found out it was like one of the most, it was the night was called platinum, but Club Fluid is where Josh Wink played, Questlove played every Friday. Like, you'd never know in a million years, it's in an alleyway with graffiti on it, you walk right past it. And that became my residency for 10 years. And I met everyone and anyone who came through Philly, uh, a lot of the absolute giants, the Andy C's, the Goldies, the Kenny Kens, and a lot of these dudes put, took me on my wing I'm um, linked up with DJ craze who's six time DMC world champion used to be part of the allies with a track and things like that and me and craze mm-hmm. went on tour around the world uh first tour ever was with the beat nuts and the executioners in Australia that man I owe a lot to that guy but what was dope about it is I'm I brought my hip-hop flavor to UK drum and bass you know it was like I compare it to when people, like if I say you want to learn a language, I want you to, if you want to learn Spanish, go to Spain or go to Mexico and stay there and don't leave. You know what I mean? And that's what I did with, (laughs) yeah, you know? So that's what I did with drum and bass. I just completely immersed myself in it. Uh, I mimicked styles until I got the proper understanding of what to do with the music. And the thing about drum and bass to me is once you, I feel once you unlock the secrets of drum and bass, all genres are acceptable at that point. It's almost like, I compare it to when, um, if you watch that show, Heroes, and you used to watch uh, Siler, and Siler was a watchmaker before he became one of the most powerful mutants in the world, but he learned how to use his power by unlocking watches and realizing how time works. And once he unlocked the watch, he basically figured out the secrets to the universe. So, that's, that's, how, that's, how, nerdy, that's how nerdy I am about rap. <laughs> like, it's like i so over the years i did the same thing i studied i would go back and listen to the big daddy canes i studied the Kendrick lamars the flow patterns of the andre 3000s the 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 paint the picture of nas the you know what i'm saying it's like how can i take all of these pieces and and continuously morph into i am which i'm still working at you know what i mean so um yeah that that's that's my musical journey man and then i've been doing edm um I've been doing top line vocals for video game soundtracks, dubstep, house, breaks, whatever. Um, and then it's funny the, the the touring game for MCs in that world isn't as lucrative as one would imagine. Um, but I was still doing recorded tunes, which was good, which is great and soundtracks and stuff like that and because I have that versatility it gave me an asset you know they send me a tune it doesn't matter I tell them don't make a tune for me just send me a tune and I'll meet you on the top of that mountain like I don't care what it is you just figure it out you know I've done rock tunes I've done punk tunes It, it don't make a difference to me so I just I love writing lyrics and and becoming that new instrument so um we I've been doing that I've been I've toured with Andy C, Goldie, DJ Snake, Bro Safari, um, all that. And it came to a point where it was like, all right, I need to get back to my hip hop shit. And I, I started doing it with the, the person I was touring with, Nick Wyler, who's Bro Safari, one of the most legendary pioneers in the sound um, in any genre, in my opinion, that man is more talented than I think he even understands and uh, he was like yeah we always talked about doing a hip-hop album so we decided to come up with last rhetoric and uh last rhetoric is kind of like our ode to old school hip-hop while still staying in the now you know that's why it's called old tales it's like old tales even if i tell you an old tale i'm still telling it from today i don't tell you from then even if i make you recollect something i'm I'm still telling it from today. You know what I'm saying? So it's the, it's the flashback to that glass and stone. And um, yeah, that's how I met all y'all because it was just like, I'm going to promote this album. Let me just jump on here and rap with a bunch of cats. And then next thing you know, I was in a tournament and <laughs> one thing <goes> led <laughs> to another. And now I'm on your podcast, rambling.
0: Hey, bro, that, hey, your story is crazy. Like the, the thing is this when I hear somebody to rap like you, I never imagined. All, the, all of what you just said none of that would have would have ever came to mind from you in my mind <laughs> our, our journeys would have been more um more identical and you know what i'm saying and in a way they are they were just existing in separate spaces so like um mm-hmm. separate spaces but the same at the same time because as you said you took your hip hop flavor there you didn't necessarily have to change who you were in order to mm-hmm. in order to do that so that's dope I, now i do have a question though and it's something that i noticed when i was i was listening to you on spotify and i was like yo this is dope He's really dope, but the question is, like there's been a, there are a lot of singles. And there's an EP and there's, you know, but as far as like a full blown album, like the only one that I I found as far as a full blown project was the last Rhetoric Old Tales album. So my question to you is, is that like, kind of like, was that kind of like the plan or did it just kind of be like, ah, I like this song, I'm gonna just throw it, here you go. (laughs)
1: Like, I don't. If you ask the people closest to me, it's their biggest gripe of mine, with them, of me. Even when it came to the last Writer Project. Hell, even Nick said, bro, I just want to play the background. And I said, here's the issue with that. These beats didn't come from nobody else. We, we've done, there's what, 12 songs on the album. There's 28 songs altogether. So what didn't make the album this is what you and I have gone through. It's not just about me rapping. The music took me to a place and, and you helped me do that. So I can't just say this is an Armani Rain album. I know that's what the MC perspective always is. Look at me, look at me, look at me. If there's right. anything, I might blame drum and bass for that because even in drum and bass, when I'm on stage and you're doing what's called toasting, it's rapping, but the music comes first it's not hip hop where it's all about the mc it's the music and i have found a way to respect that while being able to still rap a lot of a lot of mcs have a problem with that it's either one or the other and then you know we have a mc talks too much thing and you i'm more about the music but to answer your question i've always been about team from day one if if i from the days where i was starting off I still formed Mental Sharp with another brother, Sharpness, who was just like dope too. And we were like, all right, you dope, I'm dope. Let's do this together. And then we formed a band because I met other like-minded individuals who were powerful and talented. And I was like, bro, let's just do this together. When I started doing tracks, I did it with producers. I didn't care if you had 1 million followers or two. If you made something dope, I want to rap over it. I heard Buster Rhymes say, Half the time I just like hearing my own voice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like it's not about so I've done projects. I've done I've done albums that aren't on Spotify or whatever. They're in somebody's, you know, digital database. But I don't know. I'm I'm just a collaborator and I, I enjoy collaborating on a regular basis. And and maybe it was detrimental at some point. But mm. I've lived a very cool life, man, and I'm not mad at it. Anything any thing that one, one would consider a low point is my own doing. I don't blame anybody else for that. So Definitely. even when it came to making this project, that was the first thought is so everyone was like, all right, well, Armani's finally doing an Armani Rain project. But as I was building it, I was like, it's not just me, man, It's it's the other person too. And I'm, I've taken the long road my whole career Why I'm changed now. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand that starting a new IP is different and scary. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I've been doing all this and building up my whole career and, you know? So even now, like I'm trying to do the mixtape, trying to bring everybody on with me, man. If I can say something and bring another person with me, then that's more important to me than just, you know? You know, th-
0: it's wild to hear you. I mean, not re- not necessarily wild. It's only wild from the aspect of what you normally get from people in hip hop. Much like you say, because um, yeah, in my when I looked at it, I was like, man, he's got hella singles. But yeah, most of the songs are Armani Rain and somebody else. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I know some of that is you giving credit to the, to the producer because they're as much a part of the record as you are. Um, 100%. I guess my, I guess my thing is we're hearing the way that you compose just rhymes. I, in my head, I'm thinking, man, the way he could compose an album would be incredible. So I guess my, my thing, I, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily consider it a bad thing because by virtue of the simple fact that you were putting out music, you were doing more than quite, quite a few other people were doing. But mm. I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of bug. It's, it's different, I understand.
1: From an MC perspective, especially the way the game goes, it's not normal. And I'm aware of that. Even creating this album, like like I said, we got what 26, 28 tunes. We did what Rick Rubin calls the ruthless edit. Ruthless edit. We picked six tunes. Okay, so first it was like 18 tunes. We picked six tunes out of that we could could live without, and then we started making more. We took the best out of those, and then I sat down and I, we both went over what songs we love can't live without. And then it was my job to make sure that we made a storyline out of it. I did all the skits. I did all the soundscapes in the background. Every piece of sound from a bird chirping to a window moving down. Like I, we all put, like I put that together and, and and had it and and sent it to him. So it became a cohesive album. It's not just about like singles here or singles there or dropping whatever. Like this is, I don't ever want anyone. It's not that I don't want you to. It wasn't meant for you to pick a song and like that song. It was meant for you to take 36 minutes out of your time and enjoy the music you know um so I, I i don't i don't know how to explain it man it's just like trust me i this is not the first time i've had this conversation like everyone's like man you need to just make a you thing and i'm like it's never just about me it just isn't like i, I didn't i wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for other people
0: period right. I feel that. I feel that. I
1: mean, I understand
0: what you're saying, bro. I really do. I swear, I do. But as 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 a as a person who considers himself at this juncture um, a fan, you know, what I'm saying as well as as well as us being homies. I mean, I consider myself a fan, so I'm like, yo, I would really like, even if it's just like a five or six song EP, I would love to hear Armani just do him, just gang, just give it to him. But I mean, you know, <laughs>
2: that's really. A, that's but what's funny? What's funny?
1: The only the only pushback I have on that is. This last Rhetoric album is as me as it's going to get, not as it's going to get, because I don't want to say that because I'm always trying to get better. I'm, we're making songs now that I hope are better than that album. Um, it's really just in the label, right? It's really right. just the fact of it's it, the, the issue you're having with it is the struggle we all have as artists because we know how hard it is to put your name out there and have that mean something. You know what I'm saying? So when I do all this work and then I say, Nope, last rhetoric, it still says bro, Safari, Armani rain. But now we're trying to trick the algorithms and people is like, how do you visibility and all this? And, and then teach your fans that like, Hey man, this is our new thing. Like it's really just in the branding, but it's still me like that. That album is, There ain't nobody, there's not a feature on that, John. You know what I mean? It's like, so like, I get it. And, And it's not something I didn't question or even struggle with at times. But to me, at the end of the day, branding aside, social media aside, all I truly give a fuck about is the art, bro. And if my album spoke to you, that's what I care about. And I understand that you have to play the game, too, so more people can so it can reach more people so they can hear it and feel something. I, I get all that. But I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to just say this is Armani Rain without the person that I've toured with for eight years who put his heart and soul into this as well. And just being like in the credits like it just that's just not who I am. And I don't know.
0: I can respect that, most definitely. My man E the Mad Assassin pulled up. What up, E? What it looks like so out here in LA, man.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: what up, man? I'm uh I'm outside
0: by accident. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay.
0: Only in LA. I'm waking up outside by accident.
3: <laughs> I'm outside by accident. Look, so so check it out. So I came to meet a a, a lady friend of mine because she wanted to see the Tupac star. And uh it just so happens that today they're having an extremely huge pride event on Hollywood Boulevard and the streets is blocked off. Sure. Wow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so I have retreated to a neighborhood bar that I'm known to frequent and, <laughs> and, and we are in here in the back. So that's where you hear the noise from. So, so I've been listening for like the past couple of minutes. Cause again, we've had some technical difficulties so far as the scheduling. So, no doubt. Part, so please excuse my lateness and my tiredness. Armani Rain, great to meet you. Y'all, y'all keep doing what so y'all doing. Be. I'll be here. I I'll tap in when I can. All right, no doubt. I mean, I
1: personally am furious. i just I personally am furious.
3: Hey, hey, I was about to say, well, you know what? Hey, we don't know what we're talking about. It is what it is. I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, you know, hey, but I see you. all buy you a drink, my nigga, but for today, it is. <laughs> 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 salute, oh, salute.
0: man. Hey, oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mojo, I thought, Mojo, I know you unmuted. Did you have a question? No, no, no. I was laughing. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Oh, man. I, mean, I, know today, so my shit I know you've been looking forward to this. when We talked about it a couple times. I know we had to reschedule one. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I know you've been looking forward to this. So, I'm going to shut the fuck up and let you get your shit off. <laughs> Oh shit! Because I know you had you. I know, uh, like we all had questions around the whole drum and bass thing, like um, just the whole difference in how and how all of that works. Because um, I, I personally have rapped with some drum and bass beats. I'm not sure if if uh, you or Mojo have, but I, I, I actually thought it was pr- pretty fucking
2: fun. So, um, Mojo, take. Oh, it. <laughs> you got to excuse me. Dude. My my uh audio keeps fucking up. <laughs> Trying to move around here but Armani pretty much had explained everything is his roots and stuff like that so I was sitting back and just you know marveling in the, in the history and stuff like that because uh I find it extremely difficult to try to catch a drum and bass tempo mm. and so just the idea that somebody could do that shit I'm like wow this dude's got to be you know on his shit so my, my question really was how did you how did you managed to get into that but you had already explained that through you know your story
1: still there's there's always more to it and i can i have a tendency to be a bit long-winded so um what's funny is um when i first started to rap into first started to rapping anyway when i first started rapping the drum and bass i was fucking terrible um (laughs) it was very like
2: (laughs) I mean, as we
1: all are with, with everything. That yeah, you know, that. What I'm <laughs> it was just like, oh. like just trying to figure it out. I lost a lot of hip hop friends, man. Ooh. They just didn't get it. First of all, because they hear the drum. You hear that hi-hat. It's like, a, I mean, it's moving at 174 BPM. In the club, it's about 180. Oh,
2: and they yeah,
1: hear too. that. They You know, that's all they hear. But what's funny is, I was raised by DJs who were like, the first thing they told me is, was, hey, man, it's not about you. It's about the music. So find your way into that. And while on the surface, that just sounds like, okay don't rap less. To me, it was like, okay well, let me break this science down so I can find the pockets. And when you do that, the drum pattern no longer means anything. It's not the drums at all. The drums are just drums. If you listen to a rock and roll drum solo, it goes crazy with it. What matters is that bass line, the melodies, the grooves. And if you actually if you actually listen to the grooves that are moving, they're moving at hip hop speed. And if you break down 180 bpm in half, it's actually 80 bpm, which is classic hip-hop. It's actually slightly slower than what I would normally rap to, which is about 90, 95. 110, whatever. 110 a bit fast, but that's one I'm on my syllable shit. But, you know, hip hop tends to go around 78, anywhere from 78 to 90 BPM. So now you're in a different groove. And that's what I heard, especially for a person who loved bass and listening to reggae and understanding that a lot of that Raga jungle, the Raga twins and different, different, legends like that um i also had titans to look to like um skibbity um like foxy dynamite who i swear is just a hip-hop head trapped in a drum and bass body um i had people to look up to to show me the way either directly or through their music and again being a student of the craft of rapping um even when you write It's not just about your lyrics and where they hit. It's about the pockets you can fit in. I take it to a nerdy level of even when I understand that trying to practice circular breathing, trying to understand that certain consonants and vowels sound different when they're connected to other consonants and vowels. Like I go that deep with it so i understand what i can say and what i can't say how my s's drag on to t's how k's are a hard stop and i might be able to take a breath these are the things that i i study to at length to got to a point where it became second nature so when i'm writing those it's not even a thought process it's just like that's now i know where my flow is going to go and you know what i'm saying like drum and bass taught me to find those pockets in a scientific way, so now I feel like I could rap over fucking anything. Like I love, I love the experimentation of things. There's two songs on the album that are in three four. I was excited to do that. I listened to the song "Golden Brown" by the Strangers. Golden Brown was like, like, and it's in three four. And I was like, that's crazy. I want to rap to that. And Nick was like, all right, fine. I'll make a three, four beat. And we ended up making two of them. But it's what people don't understand is even when you do that, you say normally music is in, the most common theme in music is four, four, right? But when you do three, four, you're like, all right, well, you're missing a signature now. But to us as rappers, like, no, 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 no. It's three, four for four measures. You actually gave me an extra measure to rap. I actually get to say more than I normally would have said. So it's like the scientific part of it that I learned from drum and bass. But you had to sit down, can actually think you know what i mean and that's that's fun to me it's it's exciting wow oh, man.
2: Yeah, I I mean, learn. That's, a, that's a lot to take in <laughs> <laughs> look man you know it's, i'm just trying to use the, the english language
1: <laughs> <laughs> right i mean look and there's there's a part of that there's an art form what's funny is you can get too too technical with it i've definitely done that you know what i'm saying like i Personally, don't think it's too technical, but I understand to the to the average listeners, they don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Some of the things I do go over people's heads, like you know what I mean. Um, but I feel it's us as rappers, and I know y'all feel the same way because we're all like minded individuals around here. I, I, you know what I love? I love writing something and saying to my wife, "Yo," and then I said this, 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 and this, and she goes, "No one's ever going to get that." <laughs> I go, and I go. Yeah, that's kind of the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love when somebody... I, I had Nick produced this entire fucking album, bro. I sent him my vocals. Nick is worse at making beats than I am. He changes shit 75 zillion times because he wants to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's heard my lyrics more than I have. And there are things he still didn't catch until I did the lyrics video. I love that. That excites me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when people come to me, like yo, I, I do it when I go back and I listen to music from MCs I respect, and I go, oh shit, I didn't catch that. This album's five years old, and I just now got it. Like that's fire to me. That adds it. longevity. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's not that's timeless music. It's like oh shit, when you find the metaphor and the schemes and these people, the trick is to make it sound simple, but actually be saying something completely different. Hopefully, maybe one, two, three, four times. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit that, that drives me to write music. Even when I do my sync stuff, they want as simple as possible. They just want, they just want you to be super clear cut. And my job as an artist is to make it sound as clear cut as possible. But hopefully somebody was like, yo, he says some crazy shit with that. Even if it's a dumb joke, hell, I'll put an inside joke in there just to be a dick. Like, you know, like I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 I can't be me unless, like, you know what I'm saying? I get that nerdy and love the craft that much. You know what I'm saying? And whether anybody gets it or thinks that I'm doing it right or yada, I know what the... You know what I'm saying?
0: So... You know, you mentioned two of my other uh, two of my other favorite uh, MCs that I found through by you know by the uh, Alien Gang platform, and that was Hundred Koopies and Ninety Seven Um Both of those guys are absolutely insane. <laughs> both of those guys. As a matter of fact, I, I absolutely positively intend now. Me and Vicious had already told about him coming on. It's just kind of got fucked up in the process, but it'll we'll get there. But I do want to have uh, get the top spitters from Alien Gang on at some point, and just kind of talk about what it's been like with, with everybody's personal growth ever since they, they hopped on the platform and we all kind of found each other and that's super fucking dope. But um let's talk about the album man. Like I, I know you you brought it up quite a bit and you talked about you know that process but um now you're absolutely right about one thing you did say it's almost impossible for me to say this song is my favorite because it's Thank it's you. almost like each song almost doesn't exist without the next one. You know what I'm saying? And even the last song <laughs> almost feels like it doesn't exist without everything that came before it. So I'm like They did this absolutely right. (laughs) They did this absolutely right. But I do have a couple that kind of triggered. Is yeah, um,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So I'm gonna tell you the same thing I tell everybody else. I cannot explain to y'all how happy I am anytime anyone likes that song because that was the one where like "I I think this is dope. I like it, I hope somebody, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like you get that artist, like, what's the rule is like, oh man, this uh, this is great, Uh, this is trash, Uh, I fucking hate it. Oh, this is great, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I definitely, I love that song. When he sent it, I wrote that song in like 15 minutes, bro. Like he sent that shit to me and I went, I turned the lights off and it was just like, The first, you know how you get that little burst of it. He sent it to me and I sang that first line as the record started. I didn't even, I hadn't heard it, none of that. He, I hit the play button and as soon as it started, I just went, I'm just a no soul trigger. And then it just went and I was like, let me stop this and start writing. Like, I love, that song has so much fucking, and that's my point. That soul that is in that tune came from Nick. Nick inspired me, so I can't just be like hit the credits, bro. Like that's crazy to me. Like I can't do it. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, that like that's that's kind of where I was headed with it because I, I I was like, man, like what what headspace do you have to be in to write this? Um, and that's something that stands out to me in a lot of when I hear you rap, not just on the album, but just when I hear you rap. Period. I think to myself, where would you have to be <laughs> mentally? to say that because everybody that's on here right now has said something that made me say, huh? Really? Wow. No. Never thought of that. Okay, cool. But you have a, okay, I do want to ask you this though. As far as like, did you you do spoken word I'm assuming as well?
1: I did at one point, I started with that. Okay,
0: I kind of figured because when I, uh, of course we a lot of times we rap without music. Uh, on the alien game platform so your style seems very poetic to me so when you said andre 3000 and you said uh there was somebody else you said kendrick lamar when you said both of those i was like yeah i could definitely hear both of those um oh i didn't ask you that okay um we'll get to that in a minute but (laughs) so (laughs) for sure what's the what's the 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 backbone of triggers like what's kind of the what was the mindset that you was in when you wrote that because i know you said you wrote it quickly but that doesn't sound like something that was uh as spontaneous as that was, it doesn't sound like a spontaneous uh, realm of thought for you. So, yeah.
1: Being spontaneous doesn't mean that I'm pulling things out of thin air. It just... It, here's another... Here's a little tidbit, and then we can segue off of that. There was a point in time when I was asked to do a live show, and I, because I had um, so many different styles of music, there's been one common theme with me and that I was actually going to use... a branding at one point. And when I did this live show, I wanted to make sure that you can mocap my body. And then I was going to have a bunch of different animators create different characters in me. And each one of them represents a different part of my brain or a personality. Um, Because I've lived in different social climates, demographics, just literally from the streets of Chester to the golf courses in Jeruz to even some of the grammier parts of New Jerusalem and then back to Philly now in Atlanta I've met all types of different people and it's not that I'm it's not that I'm different in any of those things but I still am very much a sponge and therefore have experienced different things I've traveled this entire planet twice over and have pulled from experiences from different places so this album to me even with Nick with a very similar background was a way to show all of those split personalities and that split personality is not just based in the way I act there's pieces of childhood trauma that I had to be different people for different people you know for my family for my kids for my you know what I'm saying to survive in this world you have to move accordingly and i've listened to everything from the grimiest hip hop to corn to foo fighters to you know what I'm saying like i've enjoyed elements from all these different places at the same time, I also wanted to represent different eras of these things, which is again back to the whole old tales. We wanted to create something not retro. What's the word I'm looking for? We wanted to create something familiar and a flashback to those times while still staying current. There was talks mm. of the branding being about glass and stone, glass being the futuristic city, but the stone being like, you know fossil mm-hmm. like that kind of you know what i'm saying like we always like wanted that. to make sure that even when we do futuristic mm-hmm. shit drama bass is futuristic music dubstep is futuristic movement but god damn i love some boom bat you know what i'm saying right. so like every, everything every part of the album it's not a joke. We started the album with the only rule we had was there are no rules. We're not trying to make chick songs. I'm not trying to make a hit for the club. I don't think this needs had this many hooks. The first song has a hook and then it goes away and then we switch beats randomly and then we switch beats again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, let's just make art, you know, and let's, let's, let's call different points in my life. Apple juice, you know, um, I was raised on, you know, all these things, like there's like, like how do I explain the rain? Like all those things, some of them are calls to artists, like nine. People don't even hear nine's name anymore. You know what Mm-mm. I'm saying? But that was what you want, not mad clips from a nine. Like, like that meant something to me. Honey, dips, and gotham, all these like Ooh. old school things that people forgot, all these things.
3: I, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. Did, did you say nine? Yes. Yes, sir. You said nine. That's all I wanted to make sure that's what you said. I love nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. man,
1: like, like he was a, that was legendary at the time. And these people get left to the side, which is kind of like our upbringing, right? Like we we stand in this and we watch the game do what it do. And they, the industry try to tell us who we are. And then they forget. And it's just like, nah, bro, like that's where I came from. And at the same time, I'm also the a child of my mother who listened to Tina Turner and sings in the church. So when I hear things like Triggered, I hear that country, I hear that soul, the jazz and that piano, that piano hit is legendary to me. Like, you know, and it's just yes. like, how do I speak that? How do I talk about the fact that I was a Christian for 16 years until some trauma shit happened that made me reimagine life. Like these are the stories I'm trying to tell you. These are the things if you really dig deep into my lyrics, you can listen to all the EDM shit you want to. But when I rap my hip hop shit, I'm talking about my darkest parts of my life. And if you go back and listen to my catalog, you'll see the difference. When I drop songs like, again, I, it talks about my child abuse. When I talk about, when I I do the ED, it's really cool to make people put your hands in the air. It's easy. I can make hype music all day. You wanna like fight music? We can do that all day. Just battle shit, sure. You wanna make a team thing? I write battle shit, change I to we, and there you go. But how do I make you feel what I feel? How do I write songs like To The Few where you can get my point of view? I'll tell you all the time. I'm not trying to be Marcus Garvey, but God damn it, my viewpoint matters. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, I speak to the broken. I have shirts that say "Unbroken." We are unbreakable because, like, this world cannot destroy us. But damn it, you're gonna understand the trauma that we went through and the fight that we go through every day. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, like so. When I hear songs like "Triggered," and it makes me pull that out. It makes me all these songs that like <sighs> flagrant. When I get mm. to do the poetic thing and just drop the beat out and just get to the poetic side of things. I started there. It's all poetry at the end of the day. We are all street poets. And the second people forget that, you've lost the plot, in my opinion.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, man, there's a whole part of this thing. And hearing you speak, it it reminds me, like sometimes I get, I I won't lie, sometimes I forget. So I get so caught up in the race and the chase and, and, and all of that. That I forget just how much I enjoy doing what I do. Like so, to hear you speak on to hear you speak about it the way you speak about it is refreshing. And honestly, there ain't a whole lot of people I hear talk about the creation of this music that we make that way anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's a foregone thing that most people that you meet now are making music for the sole purpose of making money and moving them on to the next thing. Um,
1: and it's not wrong with that. I mean, yeah, I- you just go over there. Yeah, <laughs> you know over like there, I get yeah. it. Go over there. With that,
0: yeah. you know, yeah. like, I'm not yeah. mad at people yeah. who want to
1: feed their family. My my beef comes in is when you don't. If I can respect you doing that, why can't you respect what I'm doing? That's where yeah. the beef comes in. Yes, that's yeah. the problem. It's like when you don't even have the respect for the craft. Like, fine, you want to go make your dough, bro. You want to make that microwaveable shit? Have at it. Like, i feel you. Like, there's a whole bunch of <laughs> people out there who, that shit. but, but, like, the funny part it is, the funny part about that is, any one of us could do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In a heartbeat. And they're like, well, there's an art to it. Yeah, there is 100%. And you think that I can't, you think I can't do that? I could 100%. I won't.
0: Nah. I refuse. I would think and that I've, the fact that you do what you do at the level of- it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying. Yeah. I, w- I would think that you being the level of artist that you are. Okay, so that's the thing that I think, in, in that context of what you were just saying, I think that's the thing that rose me the wrong way. Boom. You do what you do, and you do it really, really well. And and this is something we used to say all the time we go to the club. We see the little crunk dudes doing their little thing. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but I could do what you do. The question is, can you do what I do? That's answer no. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay, and that's really. not hate. The well, part is like, people take that as hate. It's not hate. That's the trippy part. I don't hate what you do. I think Mm-mm. it's dope. Prime example, I was watching an interview one time with Slaughterhouse. Gotta address that group. Uh-huh. And there was a point. Leave it alone. Anyway, so there was a point. <laughs> was a... Let's just move on. There was a point.
2: I was about to go there with you, too.
1: One <laughs> day. They there was a point in the conversation where this came up and they were like, and some of us disagree with this. I understand that, but you know, the general public, I don't want to hear the most complex shit in a strip club. I get it. <laughs> like okay, yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I hear you now. I would personally, you know what I'm saying? I would love to hear Elmatic in a strip club. I think that'd be the list shit ever. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? But, like, that'd be that's, but I get, I understand it. You know what I'm saying? By the way, I don't really be hitting strip clubs like that in case my wife's listening. I really don't. And it's just what it is. I'm just using it as my fucking example. Anyway. Grown, man. You got to pick your battles. Anyway, so Thanks. the point is, the point is, there's a place for that. And I understand it. And, and you got to understand that too. So I can respect that. Just respect what we do too. And know we could do that. You can't do what we do. Some of you can. Some of you choose not to. Why? I mean, whatever. That's your business. I'm not hating on you with it. And also like, take it from somebody who has made cookie cutter shit. Don't get it fucked up. I have done it. They ended up on TV shows so Whatever. I'm not mad at it. it. No doubt. It was for a purpose. I'm not doing it because I was like, yo, this is going on the album. Not at all. Never. But Button you know says some wild shit. Like, you know what? how fucking mad I would be if after all these years I went and made some bubblegum shit and that's what blew me up? It was like, bro. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, I can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's funny that you said Especially like, now.
0: Like, we just had a discussion on. I think it was on the last pod. It might have been the one previous. I can't remember. But we just had a conversation about Budden and one of my opinions about some of the things that are said on his podcast. Now, mind you, I'm an avid listener. I listen to every episode. I never miss one. But there are certain times when certain things are said. Like, and it's one thing for the new generation of people to hear Joe talk a certain way that don't know about where he came from. You know what I'm saying? But me knowing where he came from, sometimes some of the shit he say, I'd be like, Joe, stop playing. <laughs> you got, you got to be fucking kidding for sure. me. Right? But you know, it is what it is, man. I'm not tripping. but um, I, I did want I did want to ask you this. So there is a um. I I hate to ask people this question because usually they look at me like I'm crazy because I, I can only imagine what the answer the answer you're going to give is. But out of all of the the time that you've been creating and all of the songs that you've released, this this is actually it's a double headed question. But I'll ask this part of it first. Do you have a favorite song that you perform? Um, be it oh. because you just love to perform it or the way people respond to it and if you do have a favorite song that you perform mm, so what, what, what was the one time that you performed it that absolutely positively certified to you that that was the one
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to give the the artist the my babies and so like <laughs> and you know what like I'm saying? Like, album. I love all of them. I don't know which one, but it, it, the, the one I love the most this is just gonna get serious because there's a couple of them like this, but there's some on the album that are, are like this, but I still go back to To The Few. To The Few is damn near three songs and one song, and I wrote that I wrote the first verse before the pandemic hit and then finished the rest of it after the pandemic hit, produced a whole video of myself. Mm. There, the first verse, a lot of people don't know, unless they've heard me speak on it in a podcast somewhere, was actually a suicide note. And that that level of... Poetry to me, like we talked about the the Ali Sadiq comedy special, means more to me than anything, really. The entire Last Rhetoric album is in a very similar vein. It's not there to say I'm um, the shit and the bravado. There are, you know, pharaohs is like that, but. There's a bunch of songs that didn't make the album, like numb. They um, out for all of my soul again, huh? Which talks about some some deep shit, personal shit. But, you know, To the Few starts off with, like, you know, it's kind of wild how this fire spreads. You can stand that flower under that shower head, watching the dismal off my shoulders, thinking very baptismal, reeling back film, like, can I devour stress? Like, that, that verse was hard to get out let alone write um so songs like that songs like again i um i have projects people don't know about because my name's not on the cover society of numbers that ep um was very personal Um, Mm -hmm. i had people hit me i was in la right before the pandemic hit and that album had been out for five years. And I had somebody who I had known for 10, who I hadn't seen in five years, who came up to me after the party and was like, yo, like I really sat down with this. I, I heard what you were saying. And not only that, this album pulled me out of a dark place. So anytime that I get those real personal songs, those are the ones I care about more than outbreak which is millions of whatever's or the just cause Four soundtrack which is phenomenal and great and i, I love them but it's the obscure things um where i'm from from the society and numbers album those 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 mean to me more to me than anything because i get to i get to address my demons and Absolutely. it'll always be like that personally
0: you know that that's dope that you say i actually heard um i actually just saw one of my other people one of my other uh pers- people that i know personally that are on this list um i have a list of i mean we all have a list of top top five top ten that whatever but i have my my list of my favorite there's not even a number on it i just keep adding people to it as they make the list but my favorite introspective rappers because to me it takes a certain degree of vulnerability and as, as well as believe it or not it takes a certain a, a bit of uh, <laughs> Certain amount of vulnerability, part of my part of my flow there, as well as confidence in order to put that on Front Street on, on a beat yeah. that you know people are going to going to consume. And then, you know, whether or not you want them to do it, people are gonna judge you from that standpoint as soon as they hear it. So like it takes a brave 100%. person to do that. So like you um, and it's it's funny again, going back to Joey, Joe Button is clearly definitely one of my all-time favorite introspective rappers, uh, Scarface. You know, you you definitely make the list though, because there's a there's an art, in my personal opinion, to speaking what's inside your heart and your mind, as opposed to just saying, "Hey, I rap better than you," or "My um, block harder than yours," or whatever. The, like, right. it's a lot of stuff we do as MCs that's regular They, they, they don't really require, you know, what I'm saying it does require a certain skill to make that palatable to people who don't know anything about that life. But to talk about the deepest, darkest parts of your own personal psyche and your your history as an individual it takes a certain degree of, of of something to pull that off so now as you got into recording and releasing music though was it was it ever a point where you was like man hold up <laughs> maybe i should just turn this shit off and 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 go the other way with this just to you know just to see how it goes but you know what never mind that don't even answer that question because i can already tell i the- can
1: a- i've, I've a- tried word i've tried I've tried to turn it off. I really have. There are times where I'm like, all right, I just need to make some turn up shit. And I just don't. And it's even if people who talk about the streets and yada, yada, there's a lot of pain in that. And why not dig deeper into that, bro? Like if, if I don't reach whatever level people want to put you in, supposedly, I know that what I put forth was me um, through and through and music is and to me, excuse me, to me, music is and forever will be therapy. And in order to succeed in therapy, vulnerability is the byproduct of surrendering self. And you have to fully surrender that to help someone. This isn't just rap for me. If I showed you my DM list, since the first time I started using social media to the conversations I've had in green rooms, hotel rooms, with people. These stories aren't just my stories. We all share these experiences. The details might be slightly different, but at the end of the day, I'm not just speaking for me. I'm speaking for those who can't rap. I'm speaking for those who don't know how to put it into words. The poetry is just my form of making it accessible digestible, sneaking in the medicine, and it might not even have the answer. It's just acknowledging it is important.
0: Yeah, it might not have the answer, but it definitely acknowledges that there is a question that needs to be answered. I feel oh, yeah
1: oh man. and then i get to get on my talk shit stuff in the battles you know what i'm saying
0: yo you know what that's the sneaky shit though because a motherfucker I hear you on the platform going crazy on somebody you'll be like yo that's wild and then go listen to your music and be like wait this ain't this ain't that <laughs> like no nah, nah, this ain't that this but you
1: notice so every three round battle i'm in i always dedicate my third round to some real shit
0: absolutely every- absolutely. because what, what i mean
1: with Otherwise, what are we
0: doing? Bro, that's crazy. Like who who's some of the I know we talked about a couple of people earlier, but outside of Koopies and Nell, like who are some of the other people that you found through the alien game platform that you just kind of like, whoa, like I, I wish I had known about this motherfucker sooner or something.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking everyone, bro. Like it's you know what's funny is like I've <laughs> I've learned so much just from being in a gang. Again, collecting infinity stones. Every battle was important. Do you know how much fucking better I got after battling you? After battling fucking uh, nails and 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 seeing punchlines and watching Jito evolve, Ooh. Jet Suede, losing the Jet Suede was like the best thing ever. I fucking hated it as a competitor, but like it made me push my pen more. Like every single person, Nell. Koofy, Jito, Jet Suede, Rap God. Like, Rap God's got a pen and a half. Rap-mon, rap Man Ron, bro. Like, that yeah. man has a crazy pen. Like, uh, The Schemes of D-T, Like, everybody oh. has their superpowers, man. And, like, Jace Jace is fucking insane, bro. Like, like uh, there's so yeah. many people in the gang that set the bar. And not to not speak about Vish and Deep. Facts.
0: crazy, yeah, they crazy pens. pens. They crazy man, you got a
1: man who's blood brother to the person who the thing about Royce, you know, people are like I love Royce, Royce, Royce lyrically done. Do you know what I love the most about Royce? That? Royce taught me Royce taught me how to get back to the essence of poetry and to remove bar structure completely that man will rap two words that rhyme go off on a completely different flow for eight bars and come back to the shit eight bars later like like it don't when he said my flows all over the place was like the illest thing in the world to me because it was like right like let's get this one two three bullshit out of here you know, like really talk about the science of it the mathematics of syllable structure and like real poetry. Like if you read actual poet, some of the shit don't even rhyme. Like it's just don't, it don't matter where it go. Is it fire? Is it potent? How much potent shit can you stick in a bar? You know what I'm saying? And the structure of it, means nothing sure it sounds cool to kick a flow so people can follow along but some people even like the real bar spittles are not cute for that you know what i'm saying so it's just like those those are the people i aspire to be those are the the cats that we fuck with that inspire me every single day like i love city city's sick as shit you know what oh, yeah. i'm saying like i'm i am blessed to be on this street corner again, cause it's been a while, you I know, so. I complained about that a lot when I moved out here to the west coast. I actually,
0: I made a meme about it. Like after I had been in like six months, I was like, yo, it was a picture of Omar walking down the street, uh, looking around with the gun strapped to his side. And I was like, this is I, like this is me looking for a cipher in Tacoma. Like, <laughs>
1: like yo. Like, it's it's like, hard, bro. <laughs> it's hard nowadays and it was even, more difficult for me because i was traveling so much you know there was no like you know you go to some cities you're there for less than 24 hours there's no you know i'm saying like and then you get into the the grind and i'm making music i'm in the studio and sure you could be around other mcs here and there but nobody's kicking the cypher you there you do your shit niggas is on the clock like you know like it's just like you, there was no more like let's just all sit around and just spit bars anymore. And the older I got and people separate and go their ways, you know, for the better. But it's not like we was just there's I miss the days where I was just sitting on a couch with a bunch of homies rolling up honey dip blunts and just rapping about nothing for fucking six hours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you Money don't get that blunts. anymore. And man, you know what I mean? Like memories, nigga. <laughs> that's,
0: you
3: know oh, what I'm saying? Man,
1: like gosh drinking some trash and talking about all kinds of shit like back in the days when like i miss those days man like and i feel that again with the alien gang i feel like those times where i was in some apartment in jersey and we were all recording a karaoke machine over wu-tang beats naming each person a different wu-tang character that we were cuz you know what i'm saying everybody had their different styles like like that type element and, and essence is kind of what we got back to with Alien Gang. And that's that's like I I will ride or die for that. Everything I'm trying to do right now, even if my own self is just try to help the platform. I don't move unilaterally, I don't do nothing. If I spaz out, I call Vish will be cool, like anything. I make sure that everything I do represents the gang properly. You know what I mean? It's just. I had people tell me like, oh, Yo man, you don't understand. You you got to do this because you're going to. I'm like, bro, it's not. A, it's not. It's never about me. It's. A, I'm always about team. My teams mean something to bury hatchets. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always, it's always about team. If I got to, if I got to do this shit by myself, man, just count me out. I'm cool.
0: Like. Wow. It. You know, that's, that's powerful. And I, it's, I guess it's, I guess it probably punches me in the gut because I moved Solitary for so much of my career, like, it, and it, it was only it, a lot for of sure. it was out of necessity, you know what I'm saying? But um, I mean, I had squads and shit, but it was all, it's always a point where you kind of just feel like, look, and nobody's moving at the pace I want to move, at. I gotta go, like, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. And hey, you
1: fuck with battle rap at all? But but wait, but no, no, now we'll get into that because I, okay. I, that's crucial in my development as well. But you, I don't want anyone to think if you're going to, I hate talking like this, but if you're going to take anything I'm saying as advice, don't get it fucked up. If you're moving in the wrong direction, you will get left behind. (laughs) So, like When you're saying you had to move out of necessity, that's a very real thing. And it's a very, very tricky line to, to balance because I can be loyal to a fault. And it took a long time learning the hard way sometimes you just gotta move without people as well. And I'm at a point now where in my life, agree or not, and I don't care who this rubs the wrong way, I'm gonna give you all the chances in the world so when I walk away from you, you, I don't feel any type of way about it. I'm trying to get to a point in my life where if you say, Monty don't fuck with me, the person's response should be, what did you do? Like, I mm-hmm. love everybody. And it's all good until it's not. And then I'm gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you I mean, like it's just that came with age. That's not something I've been on my whole life. That came with a lot of trial and error. You know what I'm saying? So don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. Don't don't let these people hold you. There's anything I can advise. There's one thing I've learned in the music career, in, in the game, period, in life. It starts with music because music is everything, but this is a, a suggestion in life. Everyone has got their own agenda and you can't be mad at that. So either you walk with me or not. I'm not going to be mad at you, but if your wavelength ain't on my wavelength, one of us has got to go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Is what it is like you know what I'm saying like i, I feel that
3: shit oh, yeah so, oh, yeah.
1: so now, that's we'll, that we'll, but battle rap
0: yeah. yeah it's it's something specific i want to ask you on across the, the battle rap but we get to that in a second but yeah so i i i know uh i can kind of tell by the way you by the way you punch when you're battling somebody that um that battle rap like who you fuck with heavy in battle rap Jeez. uh <laughs>
1: It's funny, this is always such a subjective argument. Um, all the way live, all the way. <laughs> it's kind of like hip hop. Like it depends on when, you know what I'm saying? Cause I go through areas of battle rap. There was a point in time, like early JC to me was like the illest nigga ever.
2: Wow. Big K right
1: now, actually Big his entire career is like the illest dude ever. Gay lights, style and potency is fire to me. There are points when Tate Rock is up there to be the illest dude. There's parts I like about Av. I like the cutthroat of geechee you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. he's kind of not, it's not, but I'm kind of like sliding away from that right now. So yeah. like, obviously I love, I love names. Like if I had to go name, obviously Lux, Daylight, all the super lyrical dudes. And then my favorite punches out there are like Big K, Big um, K shit yeah i <laughs> i still love jc's pen i'm i'm oh, not yeah. a fan of his delivery right now i'm kind of I'm not. Chris, he, he,
0: kinda, he drank a little bit of too much of his own kool-aid jc did i mean we know you do bro come i think
1: on. <laughs> i think honestly i don't even think it's that jc is suffering in my opinion outside looking in J.C. is suffering from something that I suffered from in my career while doing drum and bass. And there was a point in time where I started to pay attention to YouTube comments too much. Mm. In the world of electronic music, it is very hard for an MC, especially American, because they, they want a studio mix. You know what I'm saying? So... If there was a recording of me somewhere live, like I would ask them to take my vocals out because you weren't in the moment, you weren't there. You don't know what the situation was and all that It's like, why is he rapping so much? It's like motherfucker because I was trying to keep the crowd there. Like, you don't know that. Like, it was like, you weren't there. Everybody that was there had a blast, but you don't know that. But that got in my head after a while. And I feel that's what happened to JC. When you first listened to JC, JC would spit all his bars nonstop performing it and then he started paying attention to the crowd and listening to what motherfuckers told him. So then he'd spit a bar and he'd stop and start doing the, I know, and the, cause he's building time and trying to do the stage presence thing. And now it feels disjointed in the bar, you know what I'm saying? So like, I felt he was, it's not the pen, it's the way he's performing it is mm. less about the craft and more about the crowd, in my opinion.
0: Okay. I feel that. Absolutely. Now, how do, how do you feel the the artists who aren't per se battle rappers have fared thus far in battle? And I mean, people like, well, we won't even talk about cannabis. We can leave that one out. Um, you know, Cassidy, uh, Cassidy King Los, um who else? Joe Budden.
1: <laughs> Joe Budden's out. experience was terrible. I actually think if Joe Budden tried it again, it would be different. Cause we're not going to sit here and pretend like Joey can't rap. I I know there's a bunch of people out there who think that, but Budden can flow. So I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Anyway, uh, Cassidy, I believe is getting better. If he took some advice from people, I think he'd probably be even better. I think Los is light years above anybody from outside of the game. I think he 30 DNA. I will argue that shit to the ground. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think he, 30 DNA and I fuck with DNA. But I think Los is a problem, problem.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when we talk about, you know, industry people being involved in lyrical jousts with other people, um, there's been some recent things that uh <laughs> that have that have come about in that uh that particular realm. Um speaking <laughs> of our alien gang brother Kid Vicious. And his uh, we not okay,
1: okay, man. Go ahead, you, you okay. can go <laughs> ahead. Not doing that. <laughs> I, there's a possibility I might be escaping this question, but I'll, I'll for podcast sake, I'll give you something. Okay, yeah, at least Let's let me see. add. Depends You're on how it. the question comes out. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. so
0: I mean, you know, vicious has had his uh, his thing with our little quality. um, <sighs> and, and it has turned into way more than what I initially thought it was going to. I thought it would kind of cool out. And I will say, just for the understanding of every single person listening, some of y'all are probably a part of the fucking Talib Kweli town tribe to be drinking the Kool-Aid. That nigga, he did this. Like, this wasn't anybody else's fault but his. He did it. (laughs) So y'all can't be mad at nobody else. Um, He wouldn't let it go. It just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. So then finally Vicious said, fuck it, enough. And responded. But he didn't respond with a comment or a post on on social media. He responded with a record, Brenda's Baby. Um, first of all, what you think of the song? And secondly, I mean, what, what is your whole take on this in, this entire thing and how it transpired and blew up to this point?
1: No comment. Uh, no, nah. all right. <laughs> <sighs> how do I... <laughs> The song was meant to push buttons. No doubt. That was it. It was a it was it wasn't even it was a warning shot. It was a if you want to keep this hip hop. You keep being disrespectful to me. You pick petty tendergrass himself. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. I approached that man personally, respectfully. In that moment of approaching him respectfully, he told me to fuck off. He didn't ask my opinion. He didn't know what I was standing up for, none of that. And at the end of the day, civil discourse could have been had, but I don't think it. that was the plan from the opposite party. It's unfortunate. None of us wanted any of this to go the way it did. Um, the other people in question, here's the drill. When something pops up, I don't just react to things. Right. Um, I don't think that's fair. I don't care if I don't like you. I don't just react or I try not to. I'm human. I'm also not going to react because you told me to. Um so we had to sort through that. Everything else that happened is already documented and done and dealt with, so I ain't gonna really dwell on it. It's just a simple fact of like, yo man, like people did come out of respect and we tried to be respectful and I wish that respect was returned. But I was actually told that I wasn't owed that respect and the fuck off. So have a good day
0: yeah i got my own you know what i'm gonna keep that to myself right now but um
1: the reason why i'm not dwelling delving into it more is because it's done it's already it's it's over at this point or as far as we are concerned and i'm not really trying to give him light for any situation i had massive respect for that man at one point in time that shit is gone (laughs) <laughs> uh, I can separate the, art, the artist. It's fine. There's no hate here. You, I didn't talk crazy. You're not going to get me to jump on my name. He tried, um, but I'm not really about that. I am I don't move like that. You know what I'm saying? And like, so it is what it is. That problem, if he wants to sort it out with so-and-so, then he can go ahead and do that. that but, you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, I don't take kindly to disrespect, just like anybody else. We could have just spoken mm-hmm. like men, and I don't feel like that was ever thought about. There was no, there was no um, inkling to be civil. So, mm, I feel that. Have I a good day, good. bro. I hope you. I wish him health. You know, I hope he's great. Yeah. I,
0: you, you <laughs> I <know>. mean, <laughs> that. that's not
1: sarcasm. Like, I, I hope you have a beautiful life, bro. Just I hope be good for me. I
0: hope you're good over there though. <laughs> yeah, over, <laughs> there. over there. That's, and that's <laughs> a
1: lot of things in life. That's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, like I'm not mad. It is what it is. Like this world is gigantic. You know what I'm saying? Go play on your side of the sandbox. I'll play on my side of the sandbox. Just don't come over here kicking up sand and we good.
0: Thanks. Hell yeah, that's real shit. Oh man, that is dope dope. Oh, now do you do, Uh, are you, are you a top five guy? Do you have a top five or is it just kind of like? <laughs> is it one of those constantly evolving things like most people at now i do got a home it's a little older and his his top five has probably been the same i think since like 1997 and i'm like you just haven't been listening to anything have you
2: okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> right like, Whatever, it's impossible so, to have a standard top five like i have top fives for errors i have top fives for lyricists i have top five for legacy like you know what i'm saying like it really that barbershop right. talk that's a whole other right. episode
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's and that's something that I think we we probably will get into. Um, when I, about the uh the episode I was thinking about doing. Oh, yeah, everybody listening, yo, make sure y'all tune in for episode one hundred. Um, it's it's gonna be dope. I mean, tune in for all of them, but definitely be there for that. Where does bonds? I mean, what's next up? What's that, what's next for you, man? You, you plan on doing any more touring anytime soon,
1: or I'm retired, bro. Keep telling <laughs> me. Done. God. Just, for, <laughs> just chilling, play video games. You know, make a nice little rum and ginger beer and act like none of this ever happened. Nah, oh, man. man.
0: It's going to act like none of this uh, happened.
3: Yeah. It's just,
1: I'm fucking you know. dead. Um, we're, we're working on a lot of things right now, working on the Alien Gang mixtape. There's a lot of things going on with the platform we're trying to do. Um, working on more last rhetoric stuff. There is another Society of Numbers album coming out. Uh, I'm working on some things for Rank Creative to help try to bring other people into the sync world as well. Doing mm-hmm. a lot of library music. and um, I've done like 25 library tunes in the last month and a half. Um, so I'm just trying to make sure I keep a foot in that. And, I definitely want to talk to you more about
0: that as well. I yeah, like to talk to you more about that definitely. Yeah, that's something. That's
1: something I definitely talk about that behind closed doors. I got I got Dude. plans for that, man. But um, doing yeah, a little man. bit of graphic design work, still video editing, and trying to get better at that. And you know, how I'm one of those people. It's like you open one door, and there's six more doors behind that. And I'm like, let's see what's behind all of them. So <laughs> I'm trying to learn Blender, and like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's just a constant evolution, bro. But it is there's definitely a lot on the forefront. So please stay tuned. Um yes. you can check me out on my socials at Armani Rain or go to armanirain.com or lastredder.com Buy some merch if you're there. Yeah. Some nice hoodies you mm-hmm. might want to wear. They're very comfortable. Uh Hundred percent eco friendly <laughs> cotton. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving the plug. That's how you do it right now, Paul. Yeah, that, that, that was dope. That was dope. Oh man, bro, thank you so much for coming on, Almighty. We definitely appreciate you, man. Oh, you, I, I, you it, uh devious man. Y'all saving sixteen balls on that, But yeah, um...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to. We're putting together the mixtape, man. So I'm gonna hit both of y'all up, man. And and. You're thanking me, but thank you for the invite. I, I really appreciate anytime anybody gives a fine fuck about what I'm doing. So like um, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate y'all, man. That's that's love for sure.
0: Hey bro, you you definitely earned it, man. You were you are probably in my personal opinion, I feel it to be a crime against humanity when I hear people sounds that you as talented as yourself that everybody does not know. So thank you for what you Likewise. do. Uh much appreciation, man. Thank you, Mojo Bonds, Eat a Mad Assassin. I know y'all are kind of chilling in the cup right now, but it's all good, man, thank y'all so much.
1: For I do, I get a bit talkative, man. I'm sorry, I was just rambling and shit. Nah, it's all good. Like
3: I said, man, I apologize, man. The planning was a bit off for me. As you can hear, I'm in the middle of some shit. My bad. Is it <laughs> a good, it's a, good it's a
1: good? drink? That's all I need to know. It's
3: a couple we of play. good drinks. It's a couple of good drinks. Right. It's ha- It's happy What's hour, good? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, you, I'm not that.
1: You sound, you sound. Yeah. You gotta come to LA and holla at me. Trust me. Oh, man, it was my second home, bro. Absolutely.
0: Let me know. I'm coming, too. Shit. We got. We have a powwow down this bitch.
1: Yeah, I almost moved out of there, man. I moved to Atlanta instead, but I almost moved there.
0: Got you. I'm bringing
1: Mojo, too.
3: Bring I'm everybody. Too. Bring everybody. It sounds like we need an <laughs> LA trip, and we need an Atlanta trip, Like, let's do it.
1: Yeah, man, let's do it. For let's sure. make it do it.
0: I'm with it. (laughs) So y'all already know what time it is, man. Panther Politics Podcast. Thank you to Armani Rain. Salute Mojo Barnes. Eat a bad assassin. One love to my my co-producer, Gabriel Durden. Salute to our sponsors, Pretty Kings. Make sure that you like, subscribe, comment. Of course, share it to all your people. And also give us a rating to make it easier for people to find us on the platforms. I am the old seven, the Panther. Catch y'all on the flip side, y'all. Sheesh.